Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. Football's football, no matter where you play it. You got grass, you got cleats, and you got helmets with masks on them. It's the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Obviously, unfortunate with what happened with Andy. So hopefully he gets back soon. But uh, we're all really excited for Justin. You know, he's been working really hard since he came here, you know, starting back in OTAs and, you know, up to this point. So um, we're all really excited for him and, you know, can't wait for his opportunities this weekend. Guys, all I'm looking for is 60% effort, 4,000% of the time. Emanating live from the downtown studios of WGN Radio. The best way to learn how to play this game is to play this game. The WGN Radio Football Podcast. Here's your host, Kevin Powell. With all due respect, sir, I believe this is going to be our finest hour. Well, here we go. Number one is now QB1. It's Justin Fields' time. He's set to make his first career start in Cleveland a couple hours from where he played his college ball at Ohio State. Fields named the starter as Andy Dalton deals with that knee injury. I'm Kevin Powell. This is the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Thank you for tuning in on this week's episode. I'm joined by WGN TV's Josh Friedman. We'll talk about the Bears quarterback situation and preview the Bears-Browns matchup. Does sound like Cleveland will get receiver Odell Beckham Jr. back. Uh, He's been uh, recovering from an ACL injury suffered in October. The Browns won't have receiver Jarvis Landry. He's out with a knee injury. All right, it is Justin Fields' time. And, you know, there are a lot of Bears fans out there, I'm sure, who kind of were hoping for this exact scenario to play out. Fans who did not want to wait any longer to see Justin Fields starting to play with the first-team offense. They've got their wish. Andy Dalton goes down with a not-so-serious knee injury. That uh, creates a window for Justin Fields to start. And look, he's played on a big stage, right? From Georgia to Ohio State, huge games in the college football playoff, Big Ten championships. What makes Justin Fields comfortable on the big stage? Yeah, I mean, I used to not be this way. So, um, you know, I've, I've definitely learned from past experience, you know, past first starts. Um, I still remember my first start in high school. I was nervous as can be. But, um, yeah, so I think, you know, just being more this way, just uh, being stoic and, you know, being even killed, I think that just keeps my mind calm and, you know, allows me to think more. And someone who's been pretty vocal in support of Justin Fields has been offensive coordinator Bill Lazor. He hasn't exactly shied away from supporting Fields every time he's asked about, you know, where Fields is at in the development. He's kind of like, this guy could handle it all. And that was the case uh, when he was asked, like, what is he expecting from Fields in his first career start? Obviously, as you mentioned, the, the first regular season start makes it a little bit different, but um, he's, he's played in big games before. I think, I think you and you, you all have seen him enough to... I think um, you would probably bet he's going to handle it just fine. And here's what Matt Nagy had to say about the quarterback situation. For us and for him, uh, he's able to do this in training camp. He's able to get out and play in the preseason, and and he made some good plays. But now he gets to do it for real, quote-unquote. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate what happened to Andy because Andy was really playing well there at the beginning part of that game. And, um, you know, Andy's a, a, a very tough player and a team guy, and I know he's been very supportive. So what does Matt Nagy's play calling look like on Sunday? That's what we're all wondering. Does he cater to Justin Fields' skill set? Does he have something else in mind? Does he want to develop Justin Fields a certain way? I think we'll learn a lot uh, about where Matt Nagy's at with Justin Fields when it does come to the play calling. We'll get more into that when Josh Friedman joins me on the podcast. First, let's get to news and nuggets. News and nuggets. It is news and nuggets. And how good has Jalen Johnson been? 
cornerback for the Bears, who many of us believe can be a pro bowler, maybe an all-pro someday. And uh, if you follow pro football focus, they're high on Jalen Johnson. He was the highest-graded Bears defensive player last week, 92.2 grade. Uh, He was actually named pro football focus's defensive player of the week, had an interception in that victory over the Bengals. He's been outstanding so far for the Bears. He leads the NFL with five passes defended through two weeks. He had four in the Week 2 victory over the Bengals. And uh, including his first career interception. Khalil Max recorded at least half a sack in 26 games for the Bears. Bears have gone 19-7 and in those games. Good things happen when Khalil Mack gets to the quarterback. Bears facing the Browns for the first time since 2017. That was a Bears 20-3 victory at Soldier Field on Christmas Eve. Bears have won their last nine games against the AFC North. They swept the division in 2017 and 2013. Of course, they beat the Bengals last week as well. All right, the injury report for the Bears this week. Uh, Akeem Hicks is questionable with a uh, illness and knee injury that uh, kept him out of two practices this week, but he was a full participant on Friday. Doesn't sound like safety Deshaun Gibson is going to be available Sunday. He did not participate uh, in practice Thursday or, or Friday. He's listed as doubtful. Eddie Goldman is questionable. He's missed the first two games with that lingering knee injury. Darnell Mooney was limited in practice Friday. He is also listed as questionable, as was Marquise Goodwin, Eddie Jackson, and Bilal Nichols. Those three, though, were full go on Friday. That was news and nuggets. Joining me now on the WGN Radio Football Podcast, Josh Friedman from WGN TV. Appreciate you jumping on, Josh. Thanks. Anytime, Kev. Appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to this Bears-Browns matchup on Sunday. Yes. Yeah, so Justin Fields will make his NFL first career start just a couple hours uh, away from where he played his college ball. I've, I've started really every Bears preview in this podcast asking the guest about their, their quarterback take of the Bears situation. Everybody's <laughs> very vocal about it. Some wanted to see Fields from the get-go. And look, I know there are some Bears fans out there who kind of wanted this exact scenario to play out, right? Like Dalton goes down with maybe a not-so-serious injury, gives Justin Fields a window, and here it is. This is this is the scenario that's unfolding. Um, how do you think the Bears have handled the quarterback situation? Yeah, it's kind of convenient it played out like this, right? <laughs> uh, oh, Andy Dalton, you know, he tweaks his knee, you know, he's, he's out a couple of weeks, and no, Justin Fields slides in and, and, and does not relinquish the job. Now, of course, Matt Nagy has to throw cold water on everything, and immediately when saying Fields is a starter, he's like, "Well, by the way, Andy's still the starter when he's healthy." And so, um, I, personally, I will find it very tough unless Justin Fields absolutely flames out. And I think his floor is pretty high based on his running ability and just his experience in college. I don't think that's the highest possibility here. So, I would be surprised if Andy Dalton does start another game that Justin Fields is healthy. But with Matt Nagy, you, you really don't know. And it's been confusing to listen to these coaches and even Ryan Pace talk about this plan for the quarterback and you trade up and you get your guy. And I get that you signed Danny Dalton by telling him, look, you're the starter. But that was before the NFL draft. That was before you traded up to get, hopefully, your franchise quarterback. And plans change. and You've got to be adaptable. And I felt like this whole camp and off-season leading into the regular season, it was never about giving Justin Fields a fair crack. And that's fine if you if you are giving Andy Dalton the, the veteran promise and holding it to him, but it, it felt very hollow when it was being told to the media and the fan base. And, you know, Andy Dalton, for his credit, I think looked pretty good last week in his first couple drives, uh, made some nice plays, obviously the touchdown pass in the first drive and kind of that revenge game for him. But, 
the ceiling of the offense was so capped, right? We saw it against the Rams. There was no explosive plays. Um, Dalton can use his legs a little bit, but he is not the threat that Justin Fields or even Mitch Trubisky was with his legs. So as far as Justin, I, I think there's going to be those rookie um, bumps in the road. We saw it a little bit against the Bengals, the false starts, the fumble, the bad interception. But I think there's more good that makes up for it, and I'm excited to see what he can do with a full week of practice under his belt. And now I think the onus is on Matt Nagy. Can he game plan and strategically get with his coaching staff and Bill Lazor and John DiFilippo and say, all right, what does Justin Fields do best? How can we as an offense make him comfortable and accentuate those strengths? And that's kind of upon the coaching staff's ability to do that. And I think Fields, for everything that he has been through in his life, he has been at the center of attention from high school on up through Georgia to transferring to Ohio State. The spotlight's not too big for him. So I think he's going to do. Uh, I think he's going to do pretty well on Sunday. Whether that translates to a win, I'm not sure, but I think he is ready for that opportunity. Yeah, hearing Matt Nagy say Andy Dalton's a starter when healthy, like, okay, I think Justin Fields would have to play pretty poorly, and this team would have to look really bad for them to go back to Andy Dalton at this point. They haven't placed Dalton on IR, which is a minimum of, of three missed games. So who knows? Maybe they are anticipating he'll be back in a week or two. But I think if Fields plays well. Uh, to your point, and I think if this team overall looks pretty good, I, I think they'd be better off sticking with with Justin Fields. Hearing Bill Lazor talk really over the, the since camp, he, he you could tell he's pretty high on Justin Fields. You know, he he was asked about the you know Justin Fields, and to your point about you know the spotlight on him, first career start, and he kind of shrugged it off. He's like, I, I think Justin will be just fine. Yeah, and maybe Bill Lazor doesn't have to appease Andy Dalton's feelings like uh, Matt Nagy does, which yeah. is interesting as the offensive coordinator, but. Um, yeah, you know, Fields used a word that you don't often hear uh, professional athletes use this week when he was describing um, how he kind of keeps himself level-headed. He said stoic, which I loved. He's just, you know, a little uh, philosopher uh, type of mentality there where he's just that even keel. And he said he's actually, you know, learned this from his first start in high school. He was super nervous, he said, when he first got that opportunity. And I think by the, his junior year in high school, that kind of mental switch had flipped where he realized, look, I can control what I can, and I'm going to live in the present moment, and you know, mistakes are going to happen, but I, I have to be able to rebound from those and not get too down and too high and keep those emotions on that even surface. And that, that's kind of the key for any quarterback, right? Keep your, keep your breathing um, steady and be in control of yourself during those high-pressure moments. It feels, feels like he has that in him, which is, I think an innate quality that, and I I don't want to always go back to the the previous quarterback here, but I don't know if Mitch always had that here. And I think that was a byproduct of not having a lot of starting experience in college. And and Fields does. He's played at the highest level. I believe he's actually never lost a game in the state of Ohio. So just saying for him to go to Cleveland on Sunday, maybe a good sign. Um, But yeah, I I think Bill Lazor knows that this kid has the tools to be a really special quarterback. And um, you know, maybe they they utilize them this week with a lot more RPO, rolling him out, giving the uh, the Browns something more to think about than a, a dink and dunk over the middle, the shallow crosses that we've seen in this offense uh, for so long now. And, uh, you know, they went away from that when Trubisky was successful in 2018. I thought they tried to make him into something he wasn't, which was more of a pure pocket passer. Mitch's best attributes were, were getting out of the pocket, using his natural athleticism and speed to make plays and fields obviously is even faster than Mitch is and he can make those plays too. So I hope they don't just say, look, we want you to be that pure pocket passer. I actually think his deep ball is, is 
better than Trubisky's ever was, too. So I want to see some shots down the field. You have the speed at wide receiver. What is Marquise Goodwin doing on this team if not to run that go route, right? Mm-hmm. Demir Bird as well. Um, that gives Allen Robinson some more chances to do his thing because you know, he only had four targets on uh, on Sunday last week, which is unexpected for for uh, wide receiver one of his caliber. And the tight ends, get them more involved, too, because just one catch between Cole Komet and Jimmy Graham, um, that's not going to cut it. Yeah, I'm very interested to see what the play calling is like. And you, you've brought up Trubisky here, but I think it is valid to bring it up in this situation. Matt Nagy, you have to work on developing a young potential franchise quarterback. He already had one shot at that, and I'm not saying it's all on Nagy. It was very much on the player as well. But you're getting a second opportunity here to develop a quarterback we all believe has the skill set to be one of these 10-plus-year quarterbacks here in Chicago. I'm very curious to see the play calling Matt Nagy dials up on Sunday. Is it uh, play calling that suits Justin Fields? Now, even Fields, I think, will admit that he does. He doesn't like to necessarily just bail out of the pocket immediately. He does like to to prog- progress through his reads. He is. I don't want to call him a pocket passer, but he, he that is one of his strengths, where he doesn't just mm-hmm. completely bail out and completely rely on his legs to make plays. Um, but we saw it against the Bengals. Just about every pass was from the pocket. But at what point does Matt Nagy say, we've got to simply utilize this guy to win this game and use his skill set versus I want him to be this sort of quarterback and this is de- the developmental plan that we have in place? Right, and Nagy said this week during his press conference on Wednesday, the unexpected one announcing Fields as a starter, that Justin had some of the best feet he's ever seen in a quarterback. And, of course, this is a guy who played quarterback, has coached quarterbacks throughout his NFL career. And so that's a high compliment. And it tells me that, yeah, they do feel like Fields can be steady in the pocket. There was a few times Sunday when he saw he took drops that were a little too deep, um, didn't help his tackles out. Um, so those are things he'll pick up on and learn from. But, yeah, I, I'm not saying he has to roll out every single play and start looking for the run. I've been impressed, actually, with his progressions and reads and being able to um, stay in the pocket until he needs to go and make something happen with his legs. But that is still an attribute that he can use. And it reminds me, at its best, of a Russell Wilson, right? Russell is, is a great deep ball pass, passer. He can stay in the pocket. But he also has those weapons to use his legs and to move out of the pocket and to make something out of nothing. And I feel like Fields also has that as well. And, and let's face it, this Browns defense is, is very good, especially against the run. So what happens to Matt Nagy's playbook when the Bears try to run early and that gets stuffed? Does he go away from that? Because I don't think that's a good idea. Because I think David Montgomery, you can argue, is the best skill position player they have going right now on offense. So um, I feel like with Fields, though, the running game, you can get some more lanes. Um, and if you were able to get to that run game going against this Brown defense, which is a tall order, that's going to help out Fields immensely. Yeah, they got some serious playmakers on that Browns defensive front. Um, what do you make of this Browns team? They're one and one so far. They went toe to toe with Kansas City. They won in week two. Baker Mayfield, of course, sounds like Odell Beckham Jr. set to return. They won't have Jarvis Landry, but have you seen much of Cleveland? What are you anticipating from them on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, the strength of their team is in the trenches, right? We talked about stopping the run. They also run the ball down your throat. Um, I believe they have more red zone rushing attempts than any team in the league. You got that one-two punch of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And, you know, Kareem Hunt obviously played for Matt Nagy back in Kansas City. I believe his rookie year, Nagy was still in KC and and ran afoul and got into some some trouble, obviously, and and got a second chance with Cleveland. But he was a, a Pro Bowl running back and now he's your backup basically and uh it's close to a 60 40 split uh chubb he, he's a beast uh, averaging more than six yards per carry 
really good running back. So I think the key is, is Eddie Goldman healthy? Does he play up front? Um, is Akeem Hicks healthy? Does he play up front? Because if you can have your big dudes on the line and Blackson as well, who, who's played pretty well, had that interception last week, if, if you can not totally stop the run, but mitigate it to the best of your ability, make Baker Mayfield beat you downfield without Jarvis Landry, you mentioned, and with Odell Beckham, if he does play, probably not close to 100%, right? He's coming off that major injury with an ACL, first game after missing the first two weeks, so I don't expect him to be the, the typical OBJ playmaker that he is. Um, you want to make Baker beat you with his arm, and I know the Bears' secondary is not their strength, and we'll see with the injury to, to Sean Gibson as well where that leaves them, but uh, I, I would not want the Browns running the ball 30 times because that means they're controlling the clock, they're probably getting four or five yards of carry, and they're able to keep the ball out of Justin Fields' hands. And so, um, to me, this is a good Browns team. Are they beatable? Definitely. I don't, I don't think this is a team that you're going in on the road as seven-point underdogs and feeling like you don't have a chance to ball for an upset. I think the wild card is obviously what type of play you get from your rookie quarterback, but um, it's uh, still a formidable opponent. They're averaging over 30 uh, points per game. Uh, you mentioned them keeping it tight against Kansas City. Um, so, yeah, it'll be a big test. And I think you kind of looked at that early season schedule, Kevin, and you saw mm, probably a loss against the Rams, probably two home wins against the Bengals and the Lions, then this may be being that swing game. If, if they can go 2-1 and one for a home game next week against Detroit, all of a sudden things look in a lot better for this Bears club because after that Detroit game, the schedule gets very, very difficult. you got the, the Packers, the 49ers, you have Tampa Bay on the schedule, Oakland, or excuse me, Las Vegas, I should say, which is playing really, really well. Pittsburgh, uh, Baltimore. So you've got a lot of good opponents. And so um, this is a game that, that could be that swing. This is such a fascinating Bears season. It really is. I, obviously because of Justin Fields, but I just don't know exactly what this team is yet. And, and I, yeah. I, I would have even said this before the first two games. Like, yeah, the Rams might be very, very good, but it was like, you know, the storyline after that game was, man, maybe this defense takes a deep dive. And then last week against the Bengals, it's like, wow, this is the defense we saw a couple years ago. All the turnovers, they're flying around the field. I think this, to your point, is going to be a real good um, a test for them, and it'll give us, I think, a better sense of where this team as a whole is at. I do anticipate Justin Fields injecting a, a bunch of life into this Bears team. You, you can just sense it from everybody when he enters. Uh, things get a little bit elevated because everybody's excited to see what he can do. But, you know, it's a week-to-week thing with this team. Like, how good is this defense? Was the last year where, or last week where there's some gifts from Joe Burrow? Do they create those? Like, just a lot of question marks week-to-week with this team. Yeah, you know, when Alec Ogletree admitted that there was not enough energy after week one, and I was in that media circle, and we were all just kind of like, did he just really say that? Like, to not have energy after the opening week of the season, like on Sunday night football especially, uh, that baffled me, and I don't know if that was an extension of, of the coaching staff or the defense looking and being like, you know, this is, this is a team in the Rams that's just better than us, and we don't have the quarterback play to keep up on offense, so that, that just brings everybody down it's tough to know exactly why, but it's, it's inexcusable for them not to have the energy. So I was pretty surprised that they completely flipped the, uh, the switch on Sunday and played that much better. Because I thought the defense, to your point, Kevin, was very concerning after week one. And I thought you saw a lot of guys who were, who were aging quickly. You know, Khalil Mack, probably not the, the all-pro level player anymore. Um, still really, really good, but um, he made some plays last Sunday. Robert Quinn, probably the biggest story of the defense aside from Roquan Smith, right? Because he actually looks like the guy you're paying, mm-hmm. um, you know, what they paid, what, $70, $80, 90000000 million, that contract a couple years ago. So he was a no-show last year, already has more sacks this year 
through a couple of games in all of last season. So if he's given you production, then yeah, you can convince me this defense can be a top 15 unit, top 10 maybe as well. I still have some questions about that secondary. Jalen Johnson, though, looks like a stud and uh, a bona fide number one, which again makes you question why they had to get rid of Kyle Fuller. I get that the, uh, the cap concerns, but I think a lot of people have brought this up. If you're keeping Jimmy Graham on his cap number and he's doing squat for you, how are you not instead investing that money into a, a Pro Bowl quarterback in Kyle Fuller and letting him and Jalen Johnson man the corners instead of you know an unproven Kendall Vildor and Duke Shelley in the slot? Talk about some cap mismanagement. You know, <laughs> Kyle Fuller and Jalen Johnson on this defense makes you feel a whole lot better, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. And I know we can dwell on that and. Uh, yeah, you know, it gets tossed around quite a bit on Bears Twitter, Josh. I'm sure as you see, but uh, yeah, Jimmy Graham, you know, last week not good. Whiffed on a block that would have been an easy yep, touchdown yep. for Justin Fields. And you already brought this up, but the tight ends, I would love to see get going because they they hyped Cole Komet a lot, and I know a lot of fans are excited to see what the local kid can do. But so far, not great from Komet. He had a drop in week one, a false start. Um, really hasn't been the season I guess we are anticipating. Still early. We'll see what Matt Nagy can do. Can I get a prediction for you? Tell me tell me the Bears win if they do what, besides scoring more points? But what do they need to do Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> That's usually how they win, yes. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. I... I I'm going to go Browns. Uh, I know I'm going to maybe upset some, some listeners here, but I think it's closer than people, um, at least the, uh, the sports books have it. So I think Browns win, I'm going to go 26 to 23. 26 to 23. Yeah, I have the Browns also winning, but I think, again, very interested to see what Justin Fields can do with a full week of practice with the starters and in his first NFL career start. Any uh, other thoughts, Josh, that you want to throw out there that I may have missed before I let you go? I think we covered most of it. I think this really comes down to what what can Matt Nagy do to help out his rookie quarterback and really give, you know, I don't want him to kind of have those handcuffs on, right? I want I want him to let Justin Fields be himself out there and, and play his game, not dumb down the playbook too much because Fields says he's ready, but most importantly, Matt Nagy has said they, they can give him the full playbook. They feel like he, he knows it enough. So um, let's see what they can do against uh, a, a really good Browns team and, and potentially change the outlook of their season if they can sneak into Cleveland and get the win and follow the White Sox lead with a, a big win in, in Cleveland this weekend. See Josh Fryman from WGN-TV. See him on WGN News, GN Sports as well at night. Josh, I appreciate you jumping on. Thanks, man. Anytime, Kevin. We'll talk soon. And that was episode number five of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Big thanks to Josh Friedman for jumping on. Thanks to Ernie Scatton and Brian Altimer for their help producing the podcast. Bears and Browns meet Sunday at noon in Cleveland. Actually, the Browns are going to win. they got a pretty good team. i got Cleveland 24, Bears 21, a close game. But who knows? Maybe Justin Fields has a huge debut. Fresh podcast will drop uh, Sunday afternoon following the game. Hopefully, we're talking about a Bears victory. I'm Kevin Powell. This is the WGN Radio Football Podcast.